Hello, and welcome to the Matter of Drag podcast, a bi-weekly real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast recorded live in the same room with Rob, the Dungeon Master, Ben playing Bernard Weissmith, the half-elf warlock, Marty playing Arn Snake-Eye Stonefist, a dwarven rogue, and Mario playing Raven, the human cleric, obviously. We'd love to hear from you. We're Dragcast on Twitter and Reddit, and our email is dragcast at rattleboxgames.com. And now let us see how our adventurers are faring in their travails in the tower. You guys have just killed the Muidin broodmother. You dispatched all of the eggs. Bernard chose not to go over the edge. I'm not sure. Are you still hanging out? Because you were very clear that you didn't want to get your uh, your fine clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My clothes are clean. I'm not going in there. I believe in the last episode, they got all the stuff and then brought it back out. To Fair me, enough. Which is nice of them. So you guys are just covered in acrid slime, except Bernard. <laughs> if you recall, Amser was consumed by the magical forces that uh, transported you here. Fortunately, since you didn't cast those spells, you are not also consumed by their magical force. But you are standing in... Have you figured out what this space is? No. Fair enough. All right. You're standing there in the area where the Muidin had been roosting. And, you know, I guess my immortal question. What do you do now? Have uh, Do either of you have any idea how we're going to get home? Maybe. I mean, I'm going to take your silence as a no. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean home? You mean like back in the... Back... To the future. Oh, no, no, no. That's, no, that's protected. Back Brown? in the uh, time that we were in earlier that also happens to be later in time. That's, I think, <laughs> how you say that in a safe way. I bet it's not later in time for this reality, though. You know, I'm not even yeah, going to get into this. What are you talking about? We just changed the future. That's why we have to murder all of the orphans. Well, that would mean that we didn't change it. <laughs> We have to wait to make sure that all the orphans don't get murdered first. And then we'll know. If you have to murder them? Right. It's going to a dark place. You know, we could just preempt anything that's going to murder them and just murder them ourselves. Then it's all taken care of. I, you know what? I vote for murdering the kids. Let's go. Okay. On that theme of let's go, you're standing, you know, not at the top, but not far from the top. Uh, thousands of feet off the forest floor in a alcove in a uh, sheer cliff. This is where the rest of the matter of drag takes place. So I think... I, I guess we this just is where walk we down? I mean, it's a nice place. No. Uh, <laughs> look at me. Look at how... We could... That realtor, that realtor kicking in. Right? It's all the way up here. Safe, I guess. You know... Hard to get to. It's still night. But it's it's getting unto dawn. It's hard to see the view, but you suspect it might be breathtaking. So maybe you do want to just live here the rest of your days. Uh, you can just drink Muidin slime. Oh, right. Sounds tasty. <laughs> well, we should probably rest, right? Did we haven't rested in a while? But let's not. I feel like maybe not resting in the gross stuff because that I'm not even in there. So you're gonna rest on the side of the cliff. I- <laughs> Even dangerously. Okay. It's up to you guys. So two of you 
are in fact still in the area where the fight occurred. Do you want to stay there? I'm fine with it. Okay. Do you want to rest <laughs> in this? Just I can't express to you how much just gore and, and Do we just have a choice? I mean, you could come out here where it's not well, gross. Well, let me just, I'm going to break down sort of the areas of this universe that we're creating together. There's one area is a clifftop alcove full of dead, slimy monsters. And then there's the whole rest of the world. So one of those two spaces I would choose. Can I choose to, like, just taunt on the broodmother and sleep inside? <laughs> Actually, uh, I believe if you recall, she just sort of dissolved oh did she mm. yeah sadly and left loot oh yeah did we yeah. scoop up Interesting. whatever she dissolved into so we could sell it she actually didn't have any loot uh it, oh, right. the loot is from right. your oh, friend right, 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 right who also basically just disintegrated did we scoop him up so we could sell him <laughs> no he disintegrated also you took right, it we can mix his dust with the 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 gel that she's become we can market it as something Ooh. Time magician dragon goo. I don't know. I'm not good. Maybe we could use it as like some sort of salve. Okay, where are we in the resting? Pig analysis surveys. Like a snake oil. We're gonna start exactly. over. Exactly. We're gonna start over on pig analysis. We have a fresh slate. Pig analysis. I don't know what not. you're talking about because those pig analysis surveys are making us money. I really, I really disagree. I don't think we got anything from that. So okay, resting. Where are we doing that? I forget how dead I am right now. I think you could all benefit. I mean, you're pretty messed up. I think Bernard wasn't doing great. Moral of the story is, we don't have to figure this out. We can just if you could there. just agree on a place to rest. Uh, let's go down to that balcony thing. I love it. Back all right. To, back to the tower? Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. From our back jumping to spot. The future. <laughs> I want to rest. got to edit that in the future. <laughs> I think we need to just get back to our own time that is in the future. Yeah, we're safe. That has a real ring to it. So you're going to climb back down. We know that the gravity is still working that way because uh, Bernard is still over there. And yes, you can certainly make the climb back down. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Yep. Because I'll do that too. All right. And I'm going to say that the rope would still be there. If you remember, it was tied to the leg of a table in the, the middle of the tower. It was running out the door and dangling because it was being pulled by the gravity of the cliff wall. So when you get down there, the rope is there. I don't know if we need to roll to see if you can do it. Here's the thing. When you're making this descent, you're walking face down toward the ground on a sheer cliff wall. And you're probably a couple thousand feet off the ground. Oh, man. You're up there. So I'm sure that that's pretty exciting. And then you get to the rope, and you have to jump from the wall to a surface that has the other gravity. So I don't know. How do you want to approach that? Would that be constitution? Well, I mean, how do you physically want to do that? So there's the rope dangling close enough. It almost brushes the cliff wall. I mean, it's right there. It would be no problem to oh. grab. Yeah, I would grab that, and okay. then I would pull Just myself Just climb up. up. Yeah, and then I know the grab. So what would happen is, <laughs> at one point, you get like this. I'm like halfway up, and I go, whoa. Yes, so at some point, you sort of slam, you know, into uncomfortably the... into the wall of the tower when you reach the yeah. transition point there. But, uh, you know, we're all beefy 
adventurer people here, I'm sure. So that's, uh, and since you were expecting it, I'm yeah. not, you know, I won't make you roll. Um, maybe you tied yourselves on, although you didn't say that you did. So yes, let's just say in the interest of brevity, you all make it to the top of the tower. If you remember uh, the top of the tower, there is a cupola made of windows, almost entirely of windows with a door in it, surrounded by a walled parapet. And there you go. Parapet what? <laughs> parapet peeves. Ugh, I can't stand cupolas or low walls. <laughs> we're resting first. Okay. We just, so you're just we're... right there. You guys are right. I don't know if you remember the, there's a break in the wall that goes around here with the word jump written on it. And I just assume you guys are all, you just came across and you stand right there right. and you're all just going to start lean against each other and fall asleep. Well, we could go in. Oh, into okay. the thing. Okay. That's yeah. fine. And then we'll, uh, I call table. <laughs> Because okay. I'm not sleeping near you gross people right now. Well, first off, I want to go and give a huge congratulatory oh, no. slap on the back oh. to Bernard. <laughs> it was terrible. Good job, Bernard. Thanks. Bruto says, he says, ah, uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to get a little dirty. Uh, I don't have to, but. It's oldie times. We all get dirty. All right. So you're in there, and actually that table, if you remember, it's about 10 feet on the side. It's a large square table. Oh, yeah. Dibs. Sorry. The whole thing. <laughs> now, in the middle, there are the uh, the toppled stones of the stone portal that had been enchanted that brought you through here. They're just sort of in a pile. Uh, here, I'm going to roll uh, passive. Your Oh, look, your passive perception. You totally did it. Uh, they're just rocks. Oh, you're my, are both of the magical adepts from everything you can tell. They're just rocks. Got some rocks over here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Those will make good pillows. Yeah. I should have cast Suggestion on Raven to not do that. <laughs> Second level spell. No. <laughs> you would waste. Oh. Well, but we're going, yeah, we're resting. I get all my spells. You know, guys, it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. And it is getting toward dawn because when you came through, it was night. You went up, and, and whereas that battle took us forever to do, it actually only took a few rounds, which means it only took a few minutes. So, you know, hours have passed, but less time than you might guess. So it's still dark in this room. All of the supernatural glow has gone. There are two doors. There is the trap door in the floor, and there's the door to the parapet, which you just came through. So the trap door in the floor opens. Just on its own? From all you can tell, it just opens. Okay. There's a um, sort of bluish-white light coming through, and then you see a bluish-white translucent hand, another one, and then a head and some shoulders, and then a torso, and then some legs, and sort of more gracefully... Then you guys came through this door. A glowing, transparent white figure enters the room and says, Oh, shut up. That one is rude. Where is the other member of your party? Um, Gortu? You mean the dragon? No. I think he means the guy who turned to dust. The, oh, well, the, the powerful go. magic user. He, he turned to dust. Oh, no, he's talking about me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Mr. Wizard over there That is most unfortunate You're telling me he was supposed to get us home 
Have you completed your goal? Well, I mean, we haven't gone and killed the orphans yet, but for the most part, yeah, we've done it. I'm letting that stand. The ghost turns to uh, Raven and says, Are you with these two? Nope. Don't know them. I mean... <laughs> yeah, right? Practically crazy I'm not, kid. I'm not going to associate with someone that's going to kill orphans. <laughs> Infanticide. Um, if by goal you mean killing the Mui Din and all that, I mean, we did that. If that's the only one, that big one up there without the wings that were chewed off and all that, yeah, that was gone. I have not been there, but I'll take your word. Uh, if you've completed this, might I inquire as to what your next step and your plan is? We are currently in the process of figuring that out. Uh, this guy wants to kill a bunch of kids. Actually, I'd like to give you a pig analysis survey. So. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not... I don't know what I'm doing. My brain's a bit addled right now. Uh, that seems to fit with my observations of your behavior. Let me introduce myself. Oh, yeah. Good idea. My name is Hannes. What? My name is Hannes. Did oh. he say his name is Honest? I think it's Hummus. Hummus. Oh, okay, okay. All right, cool. I got this. I got Honest, but that can't be right. Hummus. Hummus. Homily. Hummus. I got it. Hummus. Um, Hummus. Boy, right, so it. it's not just how you talk to that, uh, that magic user. Oh, no. Were you spying What kind us? of name is Hummus, by the way? Like, where are you from, man? Uh, well, here for quite a while. Oh. oh, no, it may... I'm starting to... Go ahead, continue. I'm starting to get this. Here's the thing. There are two parties that need assistance. Me and everyone else. And you're the first people who I've had the opportunity to ask if you'd be willing to render such assistance in quite a while. Are you as evil monsters as you appear to be? Yes. <laughs> I mean, evil... I mean, I mean no. It is my sworn duty to destroy you, then. No, no, no. I'm not evil. I I'm, said no. I'm pretty neutral. Wait, which one this, is? I'm neutral, so... This guy neither. doesn't understand humor. Oh, I can't it's... work with somebody who doesn't have a good sense of humor. I'm sorry. I'm out. So you have yet to rest. Uh, do you know what your hit points are, Marty? Oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I was at 11 hit points. Oh, you were at 11 hit points. I'm dead. You hear a grinding of stones in a... Well, there's no corner to this room because it's round. Along the edge of the room appear, rising out of the floor, the two archer uh, statues from before. Oh, lovely. And they're going to open fire on you as soon as you say that you are an evil monster. One is a critical miss. Yes. The other roll is an eight. Oh, yeah, it misses. God, even the statues in this place have no sense of humor. All right, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you evil monsters as you appear to be? No, I'm a dwarf. I'm, I'm just... not a monster. I'm not evil. I'm just a dwarf. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a half-elf. I'm neutral. He's a really. wizard. I'm a little crazy, but I'm neutral. <laughs> okay. I, don't, Raven, I think Raven's pretty good. Are you familiar with the Eagle Watch? You mean how many? we're at? How many times are people going to talk to us about Eagle Watch Aren't we in Eagle Watch? Where he put a the in front of it. The Eagle Watch. 
Oh, God, is there, like, a secret society? There's no secret. No, the answer is no. The answer is no. Now, I've been here for hundreds of years by myself. My recollection of conversation is that it wasn't this painful. I don't know if it's you or me, but if I had to guess, I'd say not me. Well, to be fair, you haven't talked to people for a few hundred years. I'm going with you. (laughs) Just say it. Wow. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but... Uh, that's like a no offense, but... Any who? <laughs> that's how ghosts say that. Any who? I am a member of the Eagle Watch. I am looking to recruit new members to the Eagle Watch. Are you interested in joining the... Oh, wait. Did you say you have not heard of the Eagle Watch? Yeah, we have yeah, no, no idea. I, I answered that one. I said no. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, it's exposition time. So you live in the world? Are you Not from this here? one. All right, so you, you, you do you know of the Eagle Watch? No. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so... How many times am I going to answer this question? Well, I... Uh, all right. You should probably just explain this to us, and then we'll answer your question, but chances are good we're going to tell you yes. I'll try to use small words. This guy, I swear. The ghost is going to go through and explain to you the history of... The Eagle Watch. And I don't know how much detail I should go into. I could go into a fair amount of detail. Um, and maybe some of that's up to you. Maybe some of that's up to you guys. How much detail do you want about the Eagle Watch? Huh. I mean, well, why is he telling us? He's, I guess that's kind of dependent. He's pitching us on this, on recruit, on like, oh, do you want to, you want to work for us? So, one second. Let me go into this other document. Sorry, Rob, who's editing this. Okay. Um, so, here, here are a few things that you guys do know. This world is it's at least tens of thousands of years old. History goes back forever. And there have been various ages. Um, there's sort of a forgotten era. Uh, there's the Age of Dominions. There's the Age of Blood. Now we're in the Age of Kingdoms. What the ghost explains is that uh, about 7,000 years ago, the then ruler of this continent, this whole continent, which now the continent is broken up into several kingdoms. They're all ruled over by various human kings. But this continent is almost exclusively populated by uh, humans. There's another continent that has elves. There's another continent that has dwarves. And there's actually a continent with um, orcs. But in this age, the Age of Kingdoms, these people have separated earlier in the Ages of Blood and the Ages of Dominion. They lived together on all the continents, and there was a lot of strife. Anyway, the first king of this whole continent, the first human king in the Age of Kingdoms, King Sintaf I, called into existence the Eagle Watch. They were to act as his, his eyes and his justice, patrolling the continent from its heart. They were also secretly, well, I can't tell you that because that's a secret. The Eagle Watch is charged with protecting the humans of this continent. And even after the continent broke up into smaller kingdoms, the Eagle Watch persisted. They did not recognize, you know, their, their remit was protect the people of this continent didn't matter if you cut that continent up, they kept on protecting the people everywhere. They didn't respect any borders, so they, you know, they just kept going. And they were a powerful group of people. 
they had, you know, their heart was actually in the middle of the continent, very near actually the confluence of these three rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's explaining this. Uh, yeah, he is. All right. So Bernard asks a question about like, okay. Uh, so when you say protect all the people on the continent, like you don't, you're, you don't really acknowledge the kingdoms, blah, blah, blah. That's cool. I, yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, what if one kingdom goes to war with another kingdom? Is it that kind of protection or is this like existential protection? You Are know you I mean? going to protect like the peasants in one kingdom from being killed by the soldiers of another kingdom? Or any situation in which we find people who are being treated unjustly, whatever member of the watch is there, it is their sworn duty to uh, intervene and protect the people. I like these guys. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) You realize that I was just joking about killing the orphans, right? I've got a very black sense of humor. I wasn't... Who the hell kills orphans? Uh, Muiden, uh, Muiden, yeah. Muiden, definitely. Muiden. Well, Muiden. Yeah, but, Muiden. Uh, they don't count because uh, uh, they're dead. Now. Amster's ashes from your pocket say, Muiden. Right. Okay. So they're dead because they kill orphans, and we killed them. Hey, we did good. We're doing good already. This is the kind of thing that's right up my alley. So okay. I don't care what you guys do, but I'm going with this guy. So, right, so here's we'll... here's the deal. Um, as time went by, because so they they were founded thousands of years ago, and. It turns out some of the kings weren't super thrilled about having this group of do-gooders running around uh, interacting with their uh, subjects in ways that directly countermanded orders that kings would give. If it was an unjust order, the Eagle Watch would come in and they'd try and put things to right. And there were, you know, the, there were people from all classes, so it wasn't just a bunch of fighters. It, I mean, name a, name a class. Farmer Hay. Sadly not. Okay. Calligraphist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes, definitely calligraphists. Uh, but, you know, they're, they were fighters, but they were also clerics. They were also majors. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but necromancers, uh, clerics, you name it, they're in there. Eventually, they got to the point where their numbers had grown small enough that they just had two towers. There was one uh, at the confluence of the three rivers nearby, which a city had grown up around. Hmm. Uh-huh. That being the city of Eagle Watch, named after the Eagle Watch. That was their home tower, the first one. And actually, at one of their anniversaries, the then ruling king had built them a second tower in the shadow of a nearby mountain, which is the one that you're in right now. Yeah, now you're just talking about this one. So eventually, to sort of... As as they shrank and shrank and shrank, they ceded control of the tower in town to just have this one tower. That's where all of them were, and they also were given sole access to the woods around there. So for generations, people have not been going in these woods, not just because of a perceived Muidin menace, but these woods were forbidden to anyone but the members of the Eagle Watch. And unfortunately... At some point in their history, 700 years ago, I don't, I don't think he knows it was 700 years ago, there was an event. All of the members of the Eagle Watch were gathered in the tower, and they were wiped out. 
And since then, he's just been alone. So that's so basically, so he explains to you this. Let me just recap. Thousands of years ago, the king of this continent created the Eagle Watch to watch over all the people of the continent. Over the years, the continent got carved up, but they didn't honor that. They kept protecting everyone. Their numbers shrank until they eventually had just one tower, which is the one that you're standing in. And there was a cataclysmic event wherein all of the members of this sacred sworn brotherhood were lost, and now you're here. <laughs> so hundreds of years after that cataclysm. Okay. So I think Larn is on board with this. Definitely. He likes it. Okay. So does this position come with any sort of outfit? It comes with many things, including a heavy burden. Ooh. I'm pretty strong. I can okay. shoulder this burden. I'm in. Wow, that was quick. We'll have to talk a little more about what being in means, but yeah. I appreciate your enthusiasm, and you're not talking about infanticide. Right. That's a good step. He's making progress. Those are both two positive traits. Very Eagle Watch. Sometimes you just gotta use black humor to get through horrible situations. I'm okay. just saying. Uh, I do have a question. Yes. What are you? <laughs> well, um... He's a dude. I haven't seen blue translucent people. What? I'm a ghost. Oh, see? Yeah, that's weird. Yes, so... I've never met a ghost before. The tradition of the Eagle Watch requires that the necromancer in eminence convert the spirit of the last member of the Eagle Watch to die in the tower into the spiritual assistant who manages all of the magical operations of the tower. Generally speaking, when we were a large organization... Sometimes this job would pass between members in as little as months. Eventually, as we shrank, members would die in the field more often, and the spiritual assistant job would uh, end up being longer. It turns out, uh, these last several hundred years that I've been here, I don't know exactly uh, what the date is. I've lost the ability to keep track of how long... I've been doing this quite a while. Should we bring you a calendar? Would that be helpful? It would be great. Okay. All right, side quest number one. Write it down. Calendar for a ghosty dude. Ideally, Ziggy, page a day. Okay, we can do that. Here, I have a plan. What if we find some guy, make him in, put him in here, and then just kill him right away? Well, there we go. That'll help you. Well, I see a problem with this because if he's not properly trained, then he's just going to be this random ghost running around. And then when somebody else comes here and, you know, he's got to help the Eagle Watch, this guy's not even going to know. And then the ghost is just going to be going, ooh. Uh, By mere accident of being in the tower and dying does not convert one to the uh, spiritual assistant. This is. Uh, a, a rite and incantation that needs to be carried out by the the necromancer in eminence, um, which we would so bringing one person in, swearing them in, and then murdering them by uh, thus breaking your oath. By the way, um, where I, I appreciate your thinking of me, and you know what, I am sort of ready for a change of pace. At this point, I'm pretty far in. I could wait, but yes, if you. If you meet a necromancer who seems like uh, they're up to the job, yeah, give him my card. I have a question. What's that? Where have you been this whole time that we've been climbing up this tower, being shot at, burn, well, going in infinite loops? It's a little ticklish to explain, but um, 
If I infer correctly that sirs have traveled from the future, I assume there's some future iteration of myself that has been shooting at you and burning you and laying out scrolls for you. Oh yeah, I figured that This guy! As the magical assistant, it's my obligation. If you hadn't completed those tests, I... I wouldn't even be allowed to speak to you, but so in this we're instance, the chosen ones. Well, you're certainly the ones who are here. Okay, I'll take it. Can I tell you something? Um, in the uh, Eagle Watch, each how would you describe these trades? Uh, maybe you could think of them as classes. Each class, the uh, the most senior and powerful adept, is given the title of that class in eminence. So currently we have no members except me. I suppose that makes me the ghost in eminence. Ooh, lucky me! But if you join, then are any of you the same class? Nope. I think we're all different. Well, then you you get an immediate upgrade. I mean... To, is it just a title upgrade? Well, there is some benefit that comes with it, but yes, largely a title. To be the assassin in whatever he said. Eminence. It's, like it's rogue, right? Oh, I'm an assassin now. Oh. I, I decided the other day I'm an assassin. <laughs> is that an actual but I class? Use, well, it's my subclass. I'm I'm an assassin rogue. We've always had rogues as members of the Eagle Watch. We prefer that they go by rogue, whatever their subspecialty is. When you go by assassin, it just doesn't match with our brand. I assassinate evil. Ooh. Maybe. Can I ca- can I call myself assassin of evil? In eminence. <laughs> assassin of evil in eminence. And orphans. Larn, snake eye, stone fist. That's a long. We'll talk about it. I'm gonna need a double sized business card. So what I need you to know is, uh, actually, unfortunately, this is this is the olden times. Uh, do we use business cards? Back in my day, we used business scrolls, in fact, yes. And you had to have a business herald to read your business scroll? You'd be amazed. The time we come from, the breakthroughs in printing technology by hand, you know, hand printing, they can write even smaller now. Farmer Hay has got this whole business card, you know, kind of thing going on with his calligraphy. Wait. Who? Let's test this. You don't know Farmer Hay? Let's There's test this. Be a first. That's what. No, I was going to, before Marty oh, yeah, kept on okay. saying Farmer Hay, I was going to say Farmer Hay and see if he popped up. Oh, yeah. But he, Marty kept talking. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Sadly, nothing happens. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So I know that Lauren is interested in a membership in the guard. Now, let me just point out a few things. One, you'd be sworn to protect those in need. Two, you're right, we would give you some gear. Yeah. Three, this is a lifetime appointment. Actually, for some of us, as I can vouch for personally, more than a lifetime appointment. Uh, And four, there are aspects to the commitment that I can't explain right now. Can you say whether they're awesome or aspects or not awesome? Here's something I can say. They are the most awesome things in all the world. Okay. Can I... The things about which I s- cannot speak are it's the most awesome thing in the world. Can I ask another question? Is there a referral bonus? So, like, if I refer a person, do I get, like, an extra 500 gold? You know what? If they refer somebody, they get it, you know? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yes. 
oh, we're going to get all of Eagle Watch in on the Eagle Watch. You, okay. Eagles and whatever the name of that town is. There is a problem that I see with this structure, and this is just me being nitpicky. Pyramid scheme? No, it's that I have no incentive to recruit higher level warlocks than me because then I'm no longer the warlock in eminence. Is there a pyramid scheme? The funny thing is that that has never been an issue. Well, I feel like I'll be okay. I, I'll I'll work through it. The watch, uh, our concern isn't principally for ourselves. It is for the well-being of the people. Uh, well, I mean, you're, you <laughs> are the only one right now. Well, okay. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm with you. I'll, okay. I'll just... Lauren, you're in. Yep. Bernard? I am, uh... I'm a little on the fence, but uh, give me a minute. I'm working through it in my head. Raven. I got nothing to do. Uh, I'm in. Quote the raven. (laughs) Mm, You know, you don't want to be left out. That's true. It'd be a really difficult thing to... Trying to reconcile with the rest of the story. Uh, <laughs> the choice—the choice can only be yours. Um, all right. So my thought process here is like I like one of those three things. The lifetime commitment. I'm trying to think if you know what. No, I think. Yeah, I'm good. I think this is good. Wait, what? I do have another question. Yes. So we've got two awesomes on my tally. Two awesomes. Two that I'm on the fence about. Will I be an anonymous person in this, or will people know that I'm like, can I advertise that? Well, the outfit, the costume, as oh, you will, costume. My... probably will show off the fact that you're awesome. Well, I mean, he's The limitations of, of, of my role as the spiritual assistant of the tower, think of me as a sort of fantasy Jarvis. Um, I can't leave the tower. No, no, no. But you don't, you guys have never, you're sure you've never heard of the Eagle Watch. Oh, no. But, well, here, I mean, here's my question. Then I don't know. Uh, is it, is it? You don't have to be anonymous. Right, no. okay. So it doesn't have to be a We're secret. Not. Like, I'm, I'm allowed to tell people, hey, man, I'm in the Eagle Watch. We're, We're not, not secret agents. You will be issued raiments. Do we get a badge? Oh, I'm in. Yes. That's it. I'm in. We're good. I can already see... Raven's going to be a loose cannon cop on the edge. <laughs> Turn in your badge. And, and, and you've got one week left till retirement? Is that yeah, one week left. I'm getting too old for this stuff. Remember, uh, getting too old for this uh, particular job means you're about to die of old age. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm already old. Uh, fair enough. Well, then, uh, this is the first time in, in uh, hundreds? I assume of years uh, that these words have been spoken. Well, I mean, I'm sure these words have been spoken, just probably not in this Could you shut it, dwarf? I'm trying to do a thing. <laughs> I need you to, uh, well, what do we do to, to make oaths around these parts now? You speak part of it, then we spark part of it, then you Stand speak on one part leg, of it. You put your hand over your heart, you, uh, I don't know, what do you do? Blood I mean, packed. It's definitely like the repeat after me thing. Oh, I like blood packed. Yes, yes, blood, blood magic. Sword out in front of me. Here are some knives. He says that, and and just on the, rising up from the surface of the table, three silver daggers. I grab. No one told me I had to bleed for this. Slice your hand. Slice it. Okay, Jesus. I want to see blood. Do we really have to? Are okay. we really? 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's slice. You did this. <laughs> let's slice that. <laughs> Thanks, roll Raven. D twenty to see if I actually hit. Oh, I got a thirteen. Okay, that... my armor class is. Oh wait, but well, I what's do your have own... my dexterity bonus, so I got a seventeen. So I did actually hit because my armor okay. class is fourteen. I might have dodged. I got a nineteen, so I <laughs> definitely your my best head. hit to date. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The, you, all you ones will from always here. Always roll well when it comes to damaging yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you guys uh, open your hands, and and uh, the blood finds its way down the knife to the table, and there's actually a white glow where the blood reaches the table and Hannah says, do you freely commit the rest of your days to being the eyes, the ears, and the talons of justice for all of the people of Tir and to uphold all of the obligations of the members of the Eagle Watch? Yup. Yeah. Yes. As you say that, your hands instantly heal. Oh, man. I just wanted to heal myself. (laughs) Like magic. And actually, not only that, you're fully healed. All your spell slots are reset. You're 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 done. You're good. And the scale of one to thirty-six, I feel like I'm at a thirty-six. The knives uh, evaporate out of your hands. Are we still filthy though? The spell didn't give us a shower. (laughs) We smell like lilacs now. Uh, Hannah says, uh, on that note, would you mind if I did something about that? I've been dead and can't smell, but somehow you're making me uncomfortable. You're welcome. And he, this is the smell of success you're, and saving innocence. So you're welcome. The same sort of cloud of mist uh, from which the daggers arose washes over you from head to toe. Do we lift up in the air with light emitting from us, a la Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> when he changes from the Beast back into Slowly Prince What's-His-Face? I was thinking Doctor oh. Regenerating. No, it's sort of more of a... It's more of a uh, sort of Jetsons car wash type thing. You just and not only clean, but like where, Dry your, clean. where your clothes were faded, they're bright. Where mm. your uh, armor was, was dented, it's undented. Uh, where your clothes were frayed, they're mended. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. So you asked about raiments. Let us adjourn to the armory. So here's the thing about this tower. It's powerfully magical, and it's controlled by a magical force, uh, a sentient you know, a person. He has a lot of control over what happens in this tower. The thing is, the armory is sort of in an arbitrary location. So Hannah says, for brevity's sake, I'm going to go ahead and remove the test levels from the building. And uh, for... Uh, just for your convenience, we'll have the armory be just beneath this room. So if you just go out, uh, go back down, you down the ladder, through the door, down the stairs, you'll be in the armory at the next door. Hey guys, did you notice we just got our own super secret magic headquarters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. It's part of why I'm a creator. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Here, by the way, I was totally worried that you guys would just be like, no, no. You know what, guys? I don't even care about going back to our future. <laughs> this is our future now. Yeah. We're superheroes. Bernard was on the fence. Uh, for the rest of time, I have to do this and defend <laughs> the innocent for the rest of time. Eh. But, but then the, <laughs> Magic oh, House. you can be popular. Dead. <laughs> That's it. That's if gonna I really can... help your uh, real estate dealings. Yeah. From if I now can on. be popular and famous, I'm good. Who That's isn't gonna want to buy about. from Super Bennard? 
Mm-hmm. We're going into the armory. If you want, yeah. I'm so say he while literally stroking my beard. I'm totally only going to take what I need. So he literally uh, just sort of vanishes, sinks into the floor. I think he only opened the the door so he didn't scare the bejesus out of you. As you go through the hatch in the floor, you notice that the the stone archer statues drop back into the floor and disappear. I'm going to salute them as they go. (laughs) Okay. Their service is appreciated. I don't know if you remember, but they had shapely calves. Right. (laughs) That was something you were very interested in before, Marty. Was I? Yeah. Tell me about their calves. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Okay. You go down the ladder, and then this door that you go through the one that you camped outside of last time you slept after the long climb up and you just keep going down those stairs and quickly come upon a door that clearly wasn't there the last time you came through. So basically there's a door one level below the room that the ladder was in. This is probably the place. I'm going to open it. Genius. Yeah. I'm going to step inside. Okay. And so this room, remember, you know, this is a round tower and, the rooms are set inside of the surrounding stairway. So you know something about the shape. Here's the deal. You open the door into a small room cut out of that circle. In it, there is a counter. And behind the counter is a ghost. And the ghost is Hannes. And he says, oh, well, boy, it's been a while. Uh, time to time to give you your things. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, do you dress to the left? Or the... Never mind. We'll figure it out. He asks you, I see that uh, one of you is wearing clothing, uh, street clothes. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Street clothes. And uh, two of you are wearing armor, yes? Yeah. Yep. What kind of armor do you guys have? You have both leather, I think. I'm a fan of leather. Leather. All right. Would you like to continue with leather armor? Let me just consult my mental Rolodex of armor. Uh, well, we have uh, leather, scale, chain, plate. I just I need to look at the okay. at what I can wear that's not going to affect things. I think I'm just leather. Okay, that's cool. I don't want any armor. Okay, that's fine. A suit a suit's cool though. Um, make it look cool. You got any studded leather? Oh, can I have a cape? I want to keep Sorry. We'll get there. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, you want studded? Yes. Okay. Can do. Hannes goes back and comes back with three sets of gear. One for each of you. Uh, can I ask an uncomfortable question? Yeah. Does your party have a leader? Uh, Not really. We no. all just kind of take, you know, turns saying weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is a slightly uncomfortable situation. It's unusual that we would have a situation where the, all of the eminences of the Watch would go out together alone. Turns out, last time all the Watch did something, I'm not sure what happened, but it wasn't great, because here I am alone. <laughs> they probably all got drunk and had a party. We could plan that. Bonfire, maybe. Anyway, I'm going to give you each one of these. Floating over to you comes a compass hanging from a silver chain and he explains this is one of the chief tools of the eagle watch this compass points not to north but to need when you're out in the world if you consult this if you see there's a a ring of rubies up around the perimeter whichever one's lit up that's the direction you need to go and in the center is a green stone the closer you are 
the faster that will flash. Okay. So you can home in using this device. So it's like a medieval GPS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Says the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Usually only the head of uh, a party would be sent out with one of these, but frankly, I have a lot of them, and I don't want to make any political difficulty for you, so we'll just give each one of you one. Yeah. Thumbs up. Okay. So, what you're given as far as clothing? A hood and a cape. I got a cape. Gloves, <laughs> boots, and the cape is fastened with your badge, which is that same symbol of the uh, heraldic eagle with the eye for its head. These are sort of a blood red with silver accents, and that is the official color scheme of the eagle watch. Cape has badge fastened. Yeah. With the eagle thing, which yeah. I tried to draw. I don't know how to do it. Good I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, that might be the chicken watch, but it yeah, yeah, gets yeah, the yeah. point across. Close, close. <laughs> the chicken little the, watch. The brothers of the chicken watch. Sworn enemy of the eagle oh. watch. Oh, no. I was going to say, I wonder if the chicken watch would be like kids. Like, kid <laughs> like the Cub Scouts? Yeah. <laughs> like they're who were trained. Keep that idea in mind. Yeah. We're going to make money. We're going to rebuild the eagle watch. No, we're not going to kill them. No, I said make my name. But... Because you are all... Uh, what class? I, I assume warlock. Yeah. Wizard. Rogue. Warlock, actually. Cleric. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Again, that's off-brand. Of evil. Mm, yeah, those... Yeah, anyway. We'll talk. Good assassin. <laughs> because now you are the cleric in eminence, the rogue in eminence, and the warlock in eminence, uh, you do get slightly better gear. So it's uh, plus one armor. How are we doing for weapons? I could use more. <laughs> I'm going to have to start checking your encumbrance. I mean, I'm not quite a pincushion yet. <laughs> Is there a particular weapon that Sir would like? Uh, a longsword would be good. I can make that happen. Goes over, grabs a long sword, brings it out to you. It is, it's a beautiful long sword. The hand guard is wings of an eagle, and all along, etched into the blade, are feathers. Any just, just straight. Pluses? Okay. No, but it is incredibly well made. You said the hilt is the wings of an eagle? Yeah, so you know. And then in the uh, pommel is the eagle watch symbol. You good? Eh. Says Hannes, pointing to Bernard. I wonder if Bernard. I can get this enchanted somewhere. Here, perhaps. Right? We were planning on doing that at some point. Um, yeah. It, there was a time where that would have been very easy for me to help you with, unfortunately. Uh, not so much. Um, it used to be the, the, the magical adepts would be able to enchant things for each other quite easily. Well, let's get some magical adepts in this place again. Yeah, what's that thing? I mean, I've got this, like, staff. Instead of having to use... Isn't that how that works? Like, you have a staff instead of having to do the verbal somatic and... You know, if you have a cooler staff, I'd like to be on brand with it. That is sort of a garbage staff. Yeah. So, yes. Goes back and gets a, a silver-capped staff made of a burnished wood. Would you like that? Would, would Sir like it in black or red? Red. Uh, burnished wood. Uh, it's a light-colored wood, tight grain, and it's been stained red and brought to a high polish. Nice. Where's yeah. the eagle? Yeah, staff? I was just gonna eagle say. Eagle I was just gonna there? say. <laughs> okay, I have an idea. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so it. the top, the silver cap. <laughs> yeah. I think it should have like an eye on there. 
Sold, yeah. Or, I don't know if it should be like an eye like that, or if it should just be etched into the top. Maybe like a tiger's be- eye stone, so mm-hmm. it sort of mm-hmm. has that. Okay. Yeah, but that's being held up by the you staff ending in a you know ending in the eagle. Like so, the staff is the top of the staff is or could into it be eagle in... and it's holding the eye. I agree. So yep, we got it. Okay, <laughs> we're there. And the bottom cap, I think, clearly would have talons mm-hmm. worked into the mm-hmm. design. Okay, and yes, sir, pointing to to Raven, this is great. Get some good. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about a shield? Hey, don't you have a magic one that you made out of somebody's altar or brazier? No, because that's in yeah. You do just, just go pick it up from Morthul. Oh, <laughs> there's so much we left behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sure did. But they were like, "You can get this back when you come back from your quest." Yeah. In fairness, Trick none up. of them made you run pell mell into yeah. a time vortex. Uh, just seemed like the right thing to do to save them. A shield? Yes, please. As you wish. Kite shield, buckler, circle shield. Uh, buckler. Buckler it is. So it uh, brings out a uh, buckler. Yes, please. So it's a, it's a metal buckler, uh, red enameled with the Eagle Watch logo in the middle. Nice. All right. Oh, um, will their eminences be residing in the tower? Yeah, easy, right? If we can call it the Eagle Cave. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. Yes, we will. All right, the it's Eagles like a... nest. Done. Okay. Um, this is generally referred to as the Tower of the Watch, but, uh, I'm just a ghost and you're the oh, yeah. entire Eagle Watch. Rebrand, so... <laughs> Eagles nest. You gotta rebrand for, you know, Wait, the future. Here's a... What about the Watch Nest? No, like the Eagles The Watch Nest, nest Monster? Monster? Yeah. Um, the Eagles Nest makes a lot of sense. Hmm. We'll okay. Keep working on this. Fair enough. As 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 we'll you call wish. It exit the egress. One of the secret uh, rules of the order is you know, must protect all of the kingdom's f- people from puns. So this is. Ooh, I don't remember uh, that part. <laughs> Wouldn't have joined if we knew that. If you don't mind, we'll finish with the gear. There is. A rather important other part of the duties that we have. Oh, You're correct, not discussed. But let's finish this. Is the secret part. The secret part. Do you got any crossbows? Of course. Well, that's not. I need be... one of those too. Right, we'll get to that. No, secret no, no. Part. We gotta finish gearing up, and then we can hear this. Because what if All we right. gotta run right out the door after the secret part? All right. Like picture, picture the body of an eagle. Right. You can picture it. Okay. So the stock of this crossbow is tail feathers. The handle is eagle legs. The bow is, you know, feathered like wings. And at the business end, uh, on the front of the body of the of the crossbow is of course an eye. So when you were staring down it you would see the eye of the Eagle Watch. And it also shoots eyes. Oh <laughs> Hannes says, We're really on brand here. Is this magic? I am. Well, there you go. But this is just this is this is quality. All right, this magic. is another one that we're going to get enchanted. <laughs> and that's and my staff. I, I feel like I want my staff enchanted. Oh yeah, it would be good. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. I wonder, I've duties. got a magic rapier. I wonder if I can somehow strip the enchantment off of that. And just, maybe if I just tape them together. <laughs> 
If sirs will be staying here, then um, I have the capacity to configure uh, accommodations in many different ways. Would, would sirs like to share one separate floor? Separate <laughs> question. Uh, all right, each each one gets their own floor. Yeah, check. Uh, and and you actually hear some, just the the sounds of stones grinding against each other uh, beneath you, and you get the feeling that he's probably configuring uh, floors to accommodate you. So you will each have your own whole floor of this building yes. as your uh, accommodation. Uh, so when the sewers arrive uh, at the foot of your bed, you will find a four foot by two foot by two foot chest. And he brings out a, a red bag uh, with, a, of course, you know, silver yeah. <laughs> silver ornaments on it, the, the emblem of the uh, order, and a silver drawstring on it. And uh, it's, it's about a one foot by three foot bag. And he says, uh, this is the chesty bag. Okay. Um, chesty bag. Let's just continue on. Let's just go right through that. Not going to touch that one. Nope. Items placed in this bag will be deposited in the chest at the foot of your uh, bed once the bag is sealed. Can we take things out of the chest when we open it? How big are the chests at the end of the bed? Are they two chests? Two by two. I literally just told you. Two feet by two. Two by two by four. All right. If I just always leave the chest open. No, the chest can just... Can use no bag as a teleportation device <laughs> to always go back Just home. keep it unlocked. Sir will find that the uh, oh, chest work. This only works when the chest is closed. Oh, uh, and why you... oh. Uh, Sir, uh, well, perhaps only uh, his eminence Raven and his eminence Bernard would like chesty bags. Oh, I'm good with chesty bags. Uh, yes, please. Okay, and he uh, and he points out that yes, in fact, uh, it is a red bag with a silver emblem uh, to place things in, Brandy. and then it's a silver bag with a red emblem. And when you reach in, you can pull things out of the chest, but uh, the chest has to be closed at all times for for these things to work. All right, Mister Wizard. In the future, when you're more powerful, you've got to work on making a bigger bag and a bigger chest, so we can just kind of. Step into the bag to go home. Perhaps just learning teleportation might be easier. I'm not a magic type. Actually, uh, the correct response to that would be, um, am I correct in uh, thinking that you've been to the town of Eagle Watch? Yes, in the future. Hmm. Fair enough. You know, fantasy world, these things happen. Perhaps uh, sirs have been to the temple? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess it. basically... Uh, are you familiar with uh, the mode of transportation traveling by Dragon Skull? No. Wait. I feel like that was in there. They there was a Dragon, Dragon Skull. Skull. Oh, good. Um, hands in there, right? Is that what happened? What? <laughs> Did I put my hand in a Dragon Skull? No, you didn't. Damn. But it, you. Okay. But there was a Dragon Skull there, and it was quite large. Ah. Sirs will perhaps be happy to, to learn that there is, in fact... A uh, dragon skull here in the tower, and uh, these dragon skulls form a network. They are all of related uh, dragons, and uh, magically one can set uh, a, a system of gemstones in the dragon's uh, tooth sockets. Okay. Uh, fortunately, they're dead. Otherwise, live dragons, not big fans of you doing that. Right. Um, and you can uh, adjust those such that you can go to 
various different uh, dragon skulls. So if, uh, as opposed to the uh, two-day ride to get back to town, uh, one could travel uh, instantaneously using the dragon skulls. I was wondering how that mechanic would work. So now we got it. It's good. I like that mechanic. Mouth. This is um, the DM's way of making you not have to go through the woods all the time. Yeah, it's a good I like Works it. Works for me. Quick travel. I mean, <laughs> to not have to go through the woods all the time. <laughs> so you, now you can travel pretty freely between locations. There's always the quick Next travel. Up, we'll get an airship. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm sure we'll get something like that. You got the compass. You got the chesty bag. Is that kind of a little blasphemous to kill dragons to teleport? Uh, Since it's the it's temple a, of dragon, it's a great question. Uh, they weren't killed. These we know that they're uh, bloodline direct relatives because in this world there are uh, knights who ride dragons, and so these are knights. You know, these are dragons that either died of old age or uh, were killed in battle. So, uh, the crossbow is it light or heavy? Which did Sir ask for? I don't recall. One of both. <laughs> no, um, let's go it, with a. It's up to you, yeah. Sir is one clanky, clanky rogue. Sir has, to my count, five swords, is it? You have the golden sword, the mother's tear, you have your two short swords, and uh, Sir has the long sword now. And a, a hand axe. And a hand axe. And eight daggers. And a bow and eight daggers. But I'm going to be putting some of that in my chesty chest. Well, they'd have to fit. I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, can my can Bruto get something? Like just like a cool a hey, Bruto? You want something? Uh well, I was wondering when you were gonna ask. Give him a great sword because I'd I love mean, you're, to see that. Uh, I can't remember what color he is. I feel like he's already red. Why? Why is it always about color with you? Well, literally brand. Literally <laughs> brand colors. Uh yeah. You know what? Um, can I get a little like imp armor? I don't, I, you'd have to ask this guy. So how how long is he attached to you? How long are you attached to your your familiar? I think forever. We had this weird thing where you... Well, because you of Gortu. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gortu was a week, but that was... You unless know, I get teleported again. That would be an interesting day. Hannah says, well, I suppose we could... I was just going to ask if you could take the oath of, of membership as well. So he has him swear himself in. And he's, well, uh, that'll make you the familiar in eminence, I suppose. Now, the thing is, he changes forms. Yes. So He's a shapeshifter, but that's not what he is. Perhaps, um, uh, do you want a cape? I suspect a cape would probably... You probably have a place where your head meets your body in any physical manifestation. Oh, let's see. Did he have one? I feel like he was or like does, an ant at one point. Which he centipede, yeah, that's bat-like weird. creature, and imp-like creature. Oh, what do you? What do, I mean? What do you want, man? I, that's uh, a really well, good question. Well, um, tell you what. Let's go with a cape. All right. And uh, armor. Sure. I want plate mail. <laughs> And, and yeah, a sword. All right. It's this not my call, I guess. You're the, you know, you're you know the familiar what? I take it back. Oh. I don't want a sword. Okay. I want a battle axe. Make him a little tiny battle oh, axe. Give him a little battle axe. So they bring out a, a hatchet 
and um, a, a suit of, of armor uh, and a cape. <laughs> that fits the imp version of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except okay. so now, if right. he now if he transforms certainly into the bat, I would think he'd maybe have to take off the armor first. Yeah, just give me the armor. I'll hold on to it. You can come Fair back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put it in the bag. Take it out of the bag. Boom. Or you could do some real cool stuff, Bruto. You could go into the bag, and then do like a Superman change in the box. And then I'll flip the bag over. You fly out, and you're in your cool armor. Uh, unfortunately, uh, what does that work? living things do not. You cannot transport living that's things. Fine. Well, this. I mean, okay, that's fine because he can technically like disappear. Can't, I'm pretty sure you can go into other dimensions. The and pocket stuff. dimension that's type thing. That's also yeah. cool. So that works. Maybe he can change in pocket dimension. Yeah, that's <laughs> and like maybe time doesn't pass in his pocket dimension, so he can like just yeah change and then back and he's ready to go he just hangs up his little his little armor and his hatchet you know luckily the only thing in the pocket dimension is uh, a black and white television on a table there's a chair and then there's a coat rack so luckily the coat rack's gonna come in really so marty you're gonna have to draw the pocket dimension with bruto in it at some point i'm sorry to like add more to your workload but i want to see bruto like kicking back watching tv in like a white void <laughs> with just a tv there you go with a white t-shirt on. Yeah. Is, is that all, sirs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. good. Then perhaps we should adjourn to the uh, meeting hall. I need to go to the chesty chest real quick and drop some stuff off so I'm not a porcupine. No, no, no. You just you drop it into the bag. Yeah. He didn't it. give me a bag because he was angry at me. <laughs> Would sir like a bag? Sir was not. Yes, please. Okay, here's a bag. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good, good using your magic words. Uh, perhaps we should discuss the... Uh, the last part of the remit of the, of the EO Watch in the uh, meeting hall. Oh, this is the place he gives us superpowers. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Let's do, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to talk about secrets. You hear a grinding of stone, and he says, it's just the next level down now. Okay. So, Actually, if there's anything you'd like to place in your rooms, those are just the floors immediately below. You'll find your quarters. The lowest level is Bernard. Okay. Then Larn, then Raven is the highest. I went alphabetically because I didn't want Sirs to feel. That's fine. I'm cool with it. Are all the rooms the same? They or are. Are they customized? <laughs> I put my. I just put my old clothes in the bag. <laughs> so you just stripped naked oh, yeah, in the I'm middle of the room. <laughs> I'm wearing this right now. Uh, uh, We've been know, through a lot. It's ni- fine. Nice to I'm get. I'm gonna go to my room and I'm gonna change clothes and I'm gonna neatly put things away. Okay. Uh, so these rooms are actually quite large. If you'll, you know, what do we say? These are the whole 50 or 60 feet wide? I, I don't remember. They're big rooms. Uh, and in, in there, there are, uh, you know, wardrobes. There are chests of drawers, tables and chairs. There's a hearth. And there's, of course, the bed with the, uh, the chesty chest or the baggy chest. Chesty bag is the bag. And then the baggy chest is the chest. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh. And then, you know, there are tapestries on the wall and whatnot. It's all very nice. So you can do that. And then you can meet in the meeting hall. Are we, are we there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the meeting hall uh, has 
once again, there's a fireplace. There's some some chairs set in sort of conversational areas around the perimeter. Uh, and not surprisingly, in the center is a very large circular table. There at the table is Hannes. He says, would you like to have seats, sirs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's just, I want to sit down. Lovely. Yeah. Um, pulls out a chair, very comfortable chair for you, and pushes it back in <laughs> uh, without moving. He just, the chair moves. Mm-hmm. because he wanted it to. Yeah. Um, and he says, So, a piece of information that had at my time fallen out of awareness of the public that dates back, well, tens of thousands of years at least to the creation of our world is the fact that the four main gods who led the creation of this world, when the world was finished and set to moving, they each left a token of their approval here in the world. We call these the four pillars of the earth. Well, we call these the four pillars of the world because this isn't the earth. Right, what's earth? Yeah. That means dirt, right? It's from the DC comics. There's earth and then there's... Right, right, right. right, right. Bizarro earth and... Yeah. I think there's... Is there an earth too? Anyway, that might be a TV show. Um, I know it is. It was Clancy Brown. When we first were called into existence... Thousands of years ago, one of the things, after the races left for their different continents, the humans were left here with the four pillars of the world. It has been the responsibility of the Eagle Watch to maintain the safety and control of those four pillars. They are incredibly powerful artifacts. As we said, the most awesome objects in the world, literally, their power, awesome. Okay, so... These aren't literal pillars, or... These are... Like big, big pillars. No, they are not... columns. One of the difficulties is magic is almost a word that doesn't apply to these. Their power is so great and fundamental. This is a manifestation of godly power. Their form is somewhat malleable. The images that I've found in texts in the library would seem to, back when I was alive and uh, actually in the hundreds of years that I've been alone, I've done a fair amount of reading. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the Boxcar Children? Yeah. It holds up. Yeah. Anyway. I should reread those. <laughs> the four pillars uh, are shown as pillars in some of these images. I don't know if they were taking that. Literally, I suspect that they can manifest in different forms. So here's the thing. As the watch shrank it was decided that it was too dangerous. Eventually, all four of them were here in this tower, and it was decided that that was not safe. So they've been distributed throughout this continent, and unfortunately... You lose them. Here's the thing. I didn't have the information, and uh, then everyone, from what I can tell, unless they just got angry at me, they left. They, They went up the mountain to a convocation in the meeting space. I saw you go up the mountain. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the convocation space? The amphitheater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that was. Mm -hmm. They went there and then no one came back. Oh, yeah. I I think I know why. But yeah, okay. So all I can tell you is they're somewhere. Okay. But where was held by just the Council of Eminence in the strictest confidence. And uh, they did not include me in those conversations. Are there any, like, 
minutes of the Council of Eminence meetings, because we are now the Council of Eminence, and I think you should go read through those. You can, actually. I'll tell you, those are public to any member. That information is not there. Uh, It turns out that they're smarter than, like, a villain in a James Bond movie. They didn't write, and here is the key to all the power in the universe. Okay, well, you know. Here's the thing. You know how we said that Amster got blowed up by power? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my mind, he used one unwittingly to transport you. And this is one of the pillars? One of the pillars. Yeah. One thing I can tell you is I suspect that when you transported yourselves here, the other gentleman, what was his name? Amster. Amster. Yes, I suspect that he used one of the four pillars to transport you here. The pillar of the East, Durian's pillar, to transport you here. He's the god of the wind, as I'm sure this is something you definitely would know. Oh, yeah. Uh, This stone, besides having control of air, it also can push you through time. Uh, as As you certainly know, Durian set the world in motion with his breath. He started time after creation had been started. Amster probably used that stone, the power available to him through that stone being in the tower at that time to get you guys back here. And it burned him up. So, note number one, don't use those. I wouldn't be surprised if that stone had been moved not only in location, but in time. As you go about your duties, (laughs) (laughs) you are obligated to. Keep your eyes out for these four objects. Oh, okay. When you find one, you got to bring it back. That's fine. I don't want to use it. I mean, I saw what happened to this last guy. <laughs> Jeez. Doesn't look fun. Yes, that is the other thing. The secret obligation of, of the Eagle Watch. The other thing I'd warn you about is we just described an object of great power. Yeah. Four objects of great power. Mm-hmm. In my time, and for hundreds of years before that, there was a, an organization that was acting to attempt to obtain these devices. Uh, the Copper Band. Have you? Are you? Have you? Do you? Have you heard of them? Copper Band? Anyone? Bueller? No. Uh, not like a jewelry, but like a band of copper. Like a band of peop- like people. Like a band. Their brand band is copper. A <laughs> Band-Aid? No, they're uh, an organization whose object it is to seek out these objects. Mm-hmm. Essentially, are, are you familiar with the concept of atheism? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So they're, they're sort of aspiring atheists. Uh, it is their goal to, I believe, collect these items and commit mass deicide. Oh. oh, wait, okay. They're not so much atheists as they acknowledge that the theists that the thieves the thieves exist and then they really just want to kill them so they're more like anti-theists yeah well they're anti-theists now they're aspiring atheists they'd like to be atheists they want to make everybody an atheist by kind of (laughs) killing all the thieves and then and then there won't be any thieves anymore to be a theist about that would just make them that wouldn't make them atheists no, because atheism is to believe that the gods don't exist. Right? No, no, you no. Know the gods exist; they'd just be dead. Uh, no, but, but no. then they don't exist anymore. So then they're atheists. But they See, had existed. Aspiring. So yeah, but that's... then you're a deist. No, no, no. If they don't exist now, that's yeah. what you're. They're, they're not concerned with the past. Are they trying to make the people in the future 
They will not also be... Or the people in the present, because the people in the present are going to know the gods existed. They just oh, yeah, will know but, they're dead gods now. But if they're uh, dead gods, why worship them? See? Atheists. They just made everybody atheists. See, how this about, is, how I, I think you guys are simplifying this. I don't know. Uh, he gets it. You explain it to that one. Uh, cleric, what do you think? Because uh, this would be real bad for your business. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. We don't like that. We want the gods to stay where they are. I think I'm. I think I'm also on board with that. Can, hold on one second. Yes, uh, I'm going to ask the great old one for a sign <laughs> that I should be on board with that. I think. Should I roll for that? Sure. All right. Uh, should I be on board with it? It's an eight. Yeah, it, wait, look at it. It's a twenty. Oh, yeah. that's, that's an infinity sign on its side. Oh, no. <laughs> you got all the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm on board with this. Yes, that I don't like the god death thing. Yeah, yeah that, that'd be a bad deal. Yeah. Um, lots, of things would, lots of things would go wrong. Uh, I mean, I wonder if magic wouldn't be removed from the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was uh, like the gods. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, we're not going to get into how worlds yeah, it, it would be it would be bad. Yeah. Well, uh, in this world, you think that your pact bond is actually with a god. Yeah, in the this great world. old one, which I don't know anything about what that is, but yeah. but probably a god. That would be my guess. That would be Bernard's guess. There are as few as twelve gods in this world. Yeah, so could be an alternate dimensions god. That it's is totally. Be- you know, do you want to know how you can tell members of the copper band? Do they wear copper bands? They don't just wear copper bands. They wear copper armor. They wield copper weapons. Oh, these guys are going to be really easy to beat then, because yeah. copper is really. Really malleable. Yeah. We could just cut right through. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to make me feel like a superhero. You could punch right through it. I wonder if I can... Unfortunately, uh, whereas that is true with uh, common copper, the armors and weapons have been alchemically alloyed with the rare uh, mineral halion. He's reading from uh, notes. To harden it beyond the hardness of steel. So the armor and weapons that they carry are not only not... Malleable. They are stronger than if they were made of steel. All right. Well, do they use magic? Some of them. Oh, hypocrites! 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 <laughs> I don't think that they have a lot of uh, clerics, though. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be happy. <laughs> Probably light on druids. See, it's weird though. It, it's weird that they have magic users. Who are like on board? Because then, what happens after that's over? Unless they like really hate the fact that they use magic. That would be a well. All right. Sorry, I'm just trying to get into the heads of the <laughs> copper band. <laughs> but by the way, one of my favorite '70s bands was Copper Band, Great Arena Rock, but a little Southern flair. Nice. I feel like we should have you leave the tower. I could also give you magic items, though. Magic items. <laughs> yes, please. That's sort of me. I mean, I think we're pretty good here. Did you gentlemen want to get some rest? And some magic items. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, how many magic items you got? Give them, uh. Yeah, let's get some rest. I need a nap. Okay, so you... Dwarf's getting cranky. You can go to your rooms. Uh, I don't know. You've got, of course... Um, Footy pajamas with little eagle watch symbols mm-hmm. <laughs> embroidered into them, and you sleep and wake and are refreshed and safe. And um, I assume 
he would have told you to, you know, when you're ready to, in the morning, you can meet him in the dining hall, which uh, he keeps just adding levels below you guys. I'm going to have to write these all down. <laughs> the meeting hall was the lowest, so beneath that now is the dining hall. All right, so you head in there, and uh, he's like, anyone a vegan? No, I like meat. No. Okay, that's good, because actually veganism is uh, grounds for dismissal, but... <laughs> we'll keep that in mind when we recruit people. JK. No, no, it's fine. It's, just, it's an old joke. All my jokes are old, because I'm almost a thousand years old. Um, uh, he lays out a wonderful breakfast for you and says, well, so we've had a little interruption of, uh, about five to 700 years, uh, of the watch. Maybe you gents would like to head out and set some things to write. Yeah. Yeah. We can get started. All right. I'm going to give you a token magic item to each of the eminences. Uh, nice. Unless sirs would not like that. Would you like a magic item? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. I thought that goes without saying. Would sirs like to fight over them, or would you like to just have me give them to you? Yeah, let's fight. Okay. No, I'll no, just, no. I'll I'll just, I'm just going to dump them out on the table. Here we go. Uh, two brightly polished silver nails. They're about four inches long. Use that as a sword. Uh, are the first thing that uh, appear on the table. They're press-ons. <laughs> and then a... Silver ring and a glove are the three items that are placed on the table. Just one glove? Do? Just one glove. Just one glove. It's called the MJ. <laughs> what is All right. All right. What's right. the glove? This, uh, I like to call it, I'd glove to see you again. If you shake hands with someone where, and you're wearing this glove in the hand that you shook them with, if you uh, form a circle with your thumb and index finger... You will be able to see a golden thread that leads wherever they've been. It pulsates in the direction that they had traveled. This effect it shows sort of where they've been for the last two hours after the handshake, and you'll have three hours until this, the effect ends. Does that make sense? Yeah, Can I explain yeah, it? Right? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Cool. What's Once again, I haven't explained things to people in yeah. several hundred years. You're doing uh, good. You're doing uh, great. What's the ring? The ring. Uh, yes, the ring. It's the ring of authenticity. And uh, if the wearer of this ring taps on an object, that object, if it's not what it appears to be, the ring will cause that object to sound a a sort of clear bell-like tone, uh, while an object that is what it appears to be will make the expected sound. Okay. It would like sort of a knocking sound on a table. Now this is... All right, I don't know if you're going to get... If you're tapping on a bell... Yeah, that's where I was going. It's not great for that. <laughs> All right. A, a bell could easily be some sort of demigod. <laughs> oh, man. Better hope there were no bell... Uh, this guy, like, people who like turning things into bells. Well, what about the ancient god Bell Biv DeVoe? That's uh, lost. Uh, I lo- lost on me. Or a triangle? Also a bad one. There you go. Yes. There, there are limitations. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the final, uh, the nails. Yep. Shall I? That's where I was going. Look at it. We're like this. Uh, and actually, we're like this. And these uh, nails, they're for, uh, they're for bringing people together. Nailing them together? So what you do with these nails is uh, they allow you to share some of your, your um, strengths with your friends. So you can uh, hammer one of them, for example, into your head. Okay. 
And uh, if you hammered one into your head, uh, Bernard, and then and you, you hammered the other into into uh, Lauren's head, you could share uh, your intelligence modifier Which is with him. Obviously, low. <laughs> If you're hammering nails into your head. Uh, if you were to hammer uh, one uh, into your hands, you could share dexterity with someone. Uh, there's a place to hammer for each thing that you want to share. All right. Uh, how painful uh, is that? Oh, it's incredibly painful, but it's completely non-lethal. Right. What do you do for charisma? Uh, weirdly, right in the throat for charisma. What do you share if you hammer it in your butt? Dance moves. <laughs> um, yes. You share the rhythm of the night. You share canned heat. The rhythm is going to get you. Um, okay. The ability to shake your booty. All right. Let's, uh, well, you guys are the magic way. guys. Um, and you have a tendency to carry around magic items that are really weird. I, I, do, I, I don't want the nails. But yes, the, uh, sadly, the effect, yeah. sadly, the effect of the nails only lasts one hour. You can then leave them in if you like, and, and once again, they'll do no lasting damage. There is some discomfort associated with them. But when you remove them, there's actually no wound or scar is left, no mark, no blemish. Okay. Anyone want these, or I can throw these out? I'm just going to walk over and pick up the glove. All right, well, I'll take the ring. All right, I got the nails. <laughs> Great. All right. Sure. Okay. What's so your strength what? line? I, I'm not very high. On a scale of uh, of one to eighteen, it's a fourteen. I take my staff and I nail it into his bicep. I nail the nail into his bicep and I nail it into mine. Okay. I'm gonna pull the nail out and I'm gonna nail it into my side. <laughs> but then, uh, interestingly, then your butt just gets weak. So maybe you pooped yourself. I think you just pooped yourself. <laughs> but, I mean, is it... Oh, wait, does the, it have to be on it's another the person? First, what's the limitations what of nail... sharing? Yeah. Is it like... Is it Any a swap statistic. to something? Or... It's, your, it's your modifier. Is it a so, complete swap or is it... It's, no, share. So we get to pick the highest one. It, no, it's whatever whoever goes first. So if, for example... You wanted, okay. so uh, I right. if you wanted Raven to have a really low wisdom modifier, you just nail it into you, then uh, hard right. first, and then into Raven. That's why I did the him yeah. first and then me. Which that is, is the right way. I'm gonna pull it out and drop it in the chesty bag. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys have to put up with him twenty four seven. Wait a minute, this guy just nailed something into me for no reason, and I'm just supposed to be like, yeah, let's hey, do this, okay. I wanted to test it out. You knew what it did. I'm reached, I reached into his charge bag, and I grabbed my nail back okay. out of it. What happens if we put the first nail in, say, like, you know, an inanimate object? Like, we nail it into a stone wall. Does he get the strength of stone? Or if he puts his nail in his head, does he become as dumb as a rock? Uh, well... Can I check Sir's head to see if Sir has uh, has that particular situation going on right now? No, it it works on people. All right. Uh, are there any rats around? 
And then I go and I like <laughs> shield Shakespeare. All right. Uh, no, it works on people. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, indeed. DM Rob, let's leave it there for another two weeks. We'll come back at you with episode 10. See how the boys take to their new roles in a new world. Until then, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcatcher of choice. It helps a ton. Now stay tuned after the music for a sneak peek of what's to come in episode 10. Alright, so uh, you're playing the orphan. So when they come to attack you, what are you going to do to try and fend off the attack? Do I have any weapons or anything? No, you're an orphan. Orphans can have weapons. You don't. Oh, is there any sticks or things nearby? Probably. Do I have to roll to see if there's sticks? Roll for sticks. Roll, roll for sticks. All right, what do you have? 23. 23, okay. Do I get a beat You get sticks. Hello again, DM Rob here, inviting you to take a listen to one of our sister podcasts, My Board Game Show. Join hosts Scott Bogan and Keith Mateka of Roleplayer fame as they discuss, deliberate, dissemble, and drink their way through the delightful diversion that is The Board Game Show. You can find them on Facebook and your podcatcher at The Board Game Show, and their Twitter handle is at My Board Game Show. Give them a listen. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games.